0: Thank you all for joining us for the reboot of the IUPUI Hash It Out podcast. My name is Victor, pronouns he, his, and I am a second year social justice scholar and a senior here at IUPUI studying media arts, and I will be one of your new co-hosts.
1: So my name is Janae. I am a first year social justice scholar. I am majoring in both forensic science and biology. My name is Deborah. I am a junior here at IUPUI. My
2: areas of study are neuroscience and medical sociology, and I am also pre-med, and this is my first year in the program and I'm really excited to get this started. So I'm going to go ahead and pass it off to Janae to get us started on this topic today.
1: So we are talking about COVID-19 and how IUPUI specifically is handling it, but first I want to talk about the start. So, the first case of COVID-19 was confirmed on January 20th and reached all states by March. The University of Washington was among the first to shut down on March 6th. IUPUI, of course, followed this, and we had our last day of in-person classes on March 13th. This late response was one of the first of many mistakes in how COVID was not handled properly. I'm now going to pass it off to Deborah to talk more in-depth about the campus closures. Yeah, so the first mistake that you mentioned,
2: that late response, it was actually a result of the late response that the government had from the virus. And as you mentioned, Janae, the University of Washington was the first major university to cancel in-person classes and exams on March 6. Then, by the middle of March, colleges from all over the country, more than 1,100 in all 50 states, followed their example, including IUPUI. All of them canceled in-person classes. Some ended the semester and others switched to online only instruction. Additionally, many spring graduation ceremonies ended up being either canceled or postponed.
0: Yeah, so um, Deborah, as you just uh, mentioned, I think the government's lateness to recognize COVID-19 kind of, you know, had this domino effect on higher education and schools uh, closing and uh, whatnot. So I think maybe if we had taken earlier action, uh, schools would have been more prepared to handle the shutdown of uh, COVID-19. So with that being said, with closure of in-person classes in spring, COVID-19 brought many challenges to higher education. So during this podcast, we wanted to discuss the struggles students faced during the spring. So we created and sent out a survey to gauge how college students all across the country were impacted. So I'm going to read two questions that we asked a student and some of their responses. The first question we asked is, if your university closed or transferred to online, do you feel like you were properly supported in terms of housing? For example, if you had to move off campus, did your university aid you in your move? And we asked the students to be descriptive. So. One student said they weren't prepared for online changes or emotional challenges of studying in a toxic home environment, only leaving for groceries. Some students, you know, they can't do their learning from home. So unfortunately, that's a reality for many students. That's not my reality. So I personally did not feel that when we switched to online, but that is a reality for lots of students. And that is one way that students were negatively impacted another student said they had to find other work off campus to pay bills since IPY jobs no longer had hours and uh, that kind of hit home for me because I have friends who worked on campus and they relied on those jobs to help them pay bills and so of course once campus closed they struggled to you know figure out how to pay rent so um, before I move on to share any more responses uh, do you guys have anything to say about that
2: yeah, so going off of the, like, IPY jobs, um, the whole appeal of a job on campus is the fact that they're flexible with your schedule, they understand that you're a student first, so losing those IPY jobs, having to find a different job, there's no guarantee that they're going to be as understanding about your about your role as a student. So I know that when you're working on campus, it's the, the people who are hiring you they understand that you are a student first and an employee second but at other places where you could work outside of campus that just isn't the reality definitely
1: I 100% agree I was one of those people who worked on campus and unfortunately I did lose that um, job so I definitely 100% agree with the students it was very shocking and hard to find another job that would be as lenient as far as oh well i have an exam on friday Mm -hmm. and you know you just don't come into work Mm
0: -hmm. so i'm going to go ahead and move on to a couple other responses one student said uh when responding to covid their university refunded them for a and board and didn't allow them to come back and officially move out until the state opened back up in may so um i thought that was kind of interesting because i know that um a lot of schools didn't refund um so you know there were some universities out there that felt like okay students are paying to live here and you know now that they're not because of covid we should refund them so that was interesting another student said um the university gave them ample time to leave but beyond that didn't help much while another student said the university told them on a Wednesday, they had to be out by a Saturday, so that's a really quick turnaround.
2: And building off of that, um, based off of like experiences from, from friends that I know that lived on campus, when we left, we thought we were going for an extended spring break. So the people who, when they left for, um, you know, spring break, they took only the things they thought they needed, and they left everything else out their dorm. And then you know the decision came out that. If you're gone, stay gone. So all those people that had all their important things in their dorm, they couldn't go back and get them until this, the country reopened in May. So all those things that they kept there, they just didn't have access to them. And for a lot of people, those were like the majority of their clothes. Um, the other things that they had there, spoiled food, if they had like were like, you know, it's it was kind of like a disadvantage in that fact where we understand why they didn't want us coming back, but at the same time, it was pretty inconvenient that people were unable to access all of their belongings because they weren't prepared um, when they first left mm-hmm. to be gone for that long.
0: Right, right. That was a you know huge inconvenience.
1: And I find that interesting because I was able to come back and get my stuff. Oh, okay. So... If you weren't able to come back, I actually think that's ridiculous. You should have been able to come back and pack your things and go.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I also agree. They should have told us that it wasn't going to be an extended spring break. I think that was really difficult that I went to spring break and then like a week later I had to come back and pack all my stuff up. Mm -hmm. And I only had a few hours, like that was it. And I had to pack up the entire dorm.
0: Wow. So, you know, not a lot of time.
1: Not a lot of time at all.
0: Um, I wanna share two more responses from this question. Uh, one student said they felt well supported by their school and they are an RA and so they were allowed to stay if necessary, especially international students. Recommended to go, but welcome to stay. So I think that's a really you know great thing that the school was able to do because a lot of uh, students are international and don't have places to go. Another student said they applied for a help grant that IU provided and was able to get money for rent. Um, and they were not living on campus. So, um, you know, just because that response was from an IU school, I think that's really awesome that they were able to apply for that grant and get help. All right, I'm gonna get into this next question and then we're gonna move on. So we asked the students if they continue the 2020 spring semester online, um, do they feel like the university they attended or worked to ensure they were set up for success online? and if their university provided them with options for technological help or tutoring while they studied from home and i'm just going to share two responses from this question one student said um, the university didn't consider students without access to computers laptops or internet access professors weren't adequately prepared to deal with online courses and there were complications for students who were better with verbal communications as opposed to written emotional support was not addressed enough by the university or caps no additional outreach support so you know this student obviously really felt the weight of um, not having access to technology and I think that's a huge you know that's one of the biggest factors when it comes to higher ed so um, that was definitely a huge problem that students faced another student said their grades suffered and they didn't really retain any knowledge learned online Um, high schools were more understanding and supportive than the university some classes canceled extra credit no alternative to get attendance points only slight modifications to the workload on top of a global pandemic so i don't know if this last response is specifically from iu we had students from all around the country give us responses but we definitely acknowledge that learning online it's a different experience than learning in person and you know when you come to a school physically you're paying for that physical experience versus online and it's completely different experience Uh, you know online school isn't for everybody and you know being in person isn't for everybody so two completely different experiences so I can definitely see how that threw off people's uh, modes of learning we talk about people being visual learners and you know um, audible learners so all of that kind of uh, played a huge part so um, I'm going to go ahead and hand it over to Janae to read a couple more questions and then Deborah will touch on a couple more questions
1: Okay, so the first question I'm going to talk about is what challenges were the students facing returning to school this fall? So, a response that really stood out to me was a student responded saying that they had severe financial crisis and they are currently homeless. This was really sad to me because I didn't think that when people were asked to leave that they wouldn't have a place to go at all. So. Um, This made me feel really sad that someone is homeless and then they also said homeless trying to find a place in order to attend Person classes, so on top of not having a place to stay They're also trying to figure out a way that they can still go to school so The next response that also stood out to me was the expense of my Education this semester is not worth the always increasing tuition, so I want to speak on that a little bit Tuition is still the same price for the fall semester even though most people are either all online or they have like one class on campus. I think that's a big problem. I don't think that tuition should be the same as it was for all in-person classes for online. I think that we should get something taken off. So I definitely agree with um, this student.
0: Janae, I agree with that Um, 100%. You know, prices should have been adjusted accordingly.
1: Exactly, and as she said, always increasing, because if you guys didn't know, tuition increases every single year. So it won't even be the same as it was last year. We still get that increase in tuition, even though we're doing online classes. So definitely agree 100% with that. That's just not right. Okay, so I'm going to move on to the next question. So this student talked about living in dorms being a challenge because being in public areas all the time, like public restrooms and showers, is scary knowing how easy it is to get COVID. Speaking from personal experience, my freshman year, I stayed in housing that had public bathrooms where there were just two showers and everybody on that side of the floor used that shower. So I can definitely understand how that's scary having to use the shower with 15 plus people and share that. That's just very unsafe in a global pandemic. So I can definitely 100% understand where she is coming from. Okay, so moving on to the next question. If you have returned to campus this fall or have moved onto campus for the first time, do you feel safe? Do you feel as though your university has taken the rec- recommended and appropriate actions in order to reopen the campus? So, I'm just going to read a few responses that stood out to me. So. One response that stood out to me was that a student responded that they do not feel safe but they are desperate to go back. Cleaning supplies and energy to keep up with guidelines will run out quickly. So basically what they're saying is that we do have um, a cleaning regiment in place at IEP why we're supposed to wipe down our desk and you know that's the rule. But what sh- what they're saying is eventually the energy to keep up with those guidelines will run out. and speaking from personal experience, what I've seen, that is definitely true. So desperate to go back, I also feel that because you don't want to take a year off while everyone else is still continuing. That can definitely impact your career a lot, so I was also desperate to go back but don't feel safe. Another response was, they're very nervous to go back but feel that with IUPUI's best efforts there will still be a rise in cases because of the amount of people on campus. I also agree with this because IUPUI is trying, you know, we're having tests, random testing, we're having sanitation booths being set up, but it's just too many people, it's just too many people. It doesn't make sense for us to go to, don't be in a group uh, bigger than 10, that there can be thousands of us on campus at a time. They're trying, but it's just not safe.
0: Staying six feet apart from everyone on campus is just not it's not realistic, especially in a class setting.
1: Exactly. I'm not going to pass it off to Deborah to go over some more questions.
2: Yeah, so the questions that I'm going to address are just general concerns about COVID and the university. So the first question is, what are some other challenges that were brought to you by COVID that you feel like your university did not attend to? And one response that really stood out to me was um, someone said that I was forced to choose between dropping the classes that I could not attend and go into massive debt and default on all my bills in the process or receive F's in all of my classes and still be able to survive. If there was a system in place to alleviate this issue, information about it was either not disseminated at all or hidden away well enough that I was unable to find it and my advisor never informed me about it." So this stood out to me because it really... It really just demonstrates the people that were, you know, just caught between two really like life-changing decisions just because of like a pandemic and the university shutting down. So having to choose between, am I gonna be able to afford to eat? Um, and am I gonna have to fail all my classes this semester in order to be able to get a job that can man- maintain me? Um, so it's it's just a really tough spot to be placed into. And I really feel for the student who responded because that is, that is not an ideal situation. and if again going back if the government had responded in a you know inadequate timing this would have literally never been an issue Um, moving on to a different response um this person said that the university did a poor job of taking care of students in special situations such as returning to abusive households or facing serious mental health issues as a result of panic or isolation students in abusive households were given the option to apply to stay on campus after everyone was already told to go home and toxic families wouldn't allow them to go back, there were no, there was no emotional hand-holding on the university's part. So I definitely agree with this 100%. Um, everyone is different and some people, they have um, anxiety disorders where You know, there's a whole pandemic, how are you not gonna worry about that? What is that doing to people who have an anxiety disorder? And then just people in isolation as well, like being quarantined is not ideal for the mental health of some people. And then kind of going back to the abusive households, I mean, they have no choice. It's either go back to an abusive household or be homeless. And neither of the two is great, but at least with one you have a roof over your head, but is it really like the best option? Like these are, really serious situations that students were kind of forced into and again with little time to prepare like this was just sprung on them they didn't have time to you know you know save up for separate housing so that when they were done with school they had somewhere to go so it was definitely a really detrimental you know situation to be put in especially for those students that have abusive households and um, you know mental health issues. Mm Um, Moving on to the next question, just so we don't go over time. The next question was, is there anything else you would like to include about your experience as a college student going through COVID? So there was one response that really stood out to me because I feel like it really did a good job of summarizing the other responses. And this person said that we're already a vulnerable population. By the nature of being in college, we're broke, in debt, emotionally unstable, and facing all the pitfalls of adulthood and youth simultaneously. This pandemic hasn't hit us hardest yet. It'll hit us because it takes away the joy of our 20s, the opportunity for jobs and experience, and the memories we were supposed to make. I really wish we all responded well in the beginning and made the changes necessary. And again, I feel like this response just really summarizes the whole the whole situation pretty well. It's, we're in a tough spot as students, as young adults, um, For some of us, it was really less than, for a lot of us actually, it was less than five years ago that we were living at home and, you know, fully dependent on our parents. And now a lot of us are just out there on our own in the middle of a pandemic, just trying to get by. And, you know, it's a new situation. Like 18 years of being raised by our parents definitely didn't even prepare us for this.
0: Now that we've uh, gone over some responses, uh, we're going to move on to the next section, but we just really felt like it was, you know, necessary to touch on how students all across the country and some students at IU schools um, felt about um, the whole situation. And um, we just thought it was really important. So we just wanted to share a couple things because some listeners might not be aware of. Um, the struggle that students face. So we just wanted to keep it real with you guys. So now that we've taken a look at the responses, uh, Janae is gonna go ahead and dive into how IUPUI is handling COVID-19 right now.
1: Students who chose to live on campus were asked to be tested 10 days before coming to campus and were tested again prior to being officially allowed to move in. IUPUI definitely had the right idea, but it was executed wrong. It was more of a suggestion and you didn't really have to be tested before you came to campus. They did set up um, rapid testing, and the test took approximately 15 to 30 minutes for the result. This this rapid testing is different from a normal test that would take about a week for the results to be in. The problem with rapid testing, however, is the high chance of false negatives and false positives. Students who were tested also witnessed staff not taking proper sanitation procedures, as they did not change gloves after each test. This is very important because they can contaminate the samples, and with rapid testing, there's always already a high chance of there being a false negative or false positive, but then when you throw in the fact that people aren't sanitizing um, their gloves or equipment or they're touching the samples, not letting you put it into the bag yourself, that's definitely um, a big problem. I'm next going to talk about something that IUPUI um, implemented called contact tracers. So, IUPUI started hiring tracers. This helps to isolate cases and identify close contact of the individuals who have contracted the virus. The reason why this is so important is basically to stop the chain of transmission on um, IUPUI. So, if there are like 15 people infected in Ball Hall, but only two people infected in North Hall, there's something going on at Ball Hall that IUPUI needs to put a stop to, right? So, that's the reason why it's, why it's really important to have contact tracers. Also, they will find um, whoever's been tested positive, they will reach out to the individuals that they have been around and let them know, you know, you need to quarantine yourself, you need to get po- uh, tested, and, you know, if it comes out positive, you need to quarantine yourself. So, um, I was really happy when I found out that they hired contact tracers to do this because I think that it'll really help with taking data and making sure that IUPY can stop the spread specifically on campus. I'm now gonna pass it off to Deborah, who's gonna go more in depth about the school reopening. Yeah, thank you, Janae. So when it came to
2: reopening the schools, different universities had different approaches to who would be online versus who would be in person. These, are, these approaches are on a sort of spectrum with the two extremes being all online or all in person. Then in between are the universities that took a hybrid approach. So some universities decided to divide up the students by um, class standing. So for example, freshmen would be on campus on Tuesdays, sophomores Wednesdays, and so on. Um, some even divided them up by terms, so freshmen first term, sophomore second term, etc. IUPUI decided to divide the people learning online versus in-person by course so in order for the semester to be as safe as it can be since there are people regularly on campus there are a lot of precautions that need to be taken so this is where the testing often and the requiring masks and sanitizing high contact surfaces consistently and often comes in but additionally this means that the way students receive services has changed so a lot of the services have switched to being online through zoom like advising academic coaching tutoring In buildings such as Taylor Hall or in the Marketplace and Campus Center, these places that tend to have a lot of traffic, you are only walking in one direction. There's like signs telling you which way to walk so that there isn't a lot of traffic and you're coming into contact with people a bit less. So um, those are some of the precautions that I've noticed that I think are good steps. What do you guys think about the precautions that IUPUI has taken so far?
1: I personally think that IUPUI is really trying and I think that they're definitely improving. I really like that they implemented the random testing, which means they just pull random people out of a pool and you have to get tested. I think that they're trying. I think that they're improving, but overall, I just think this is just not safe. Like I said, how do we go from don't be in a group larger than 10 to thousands of us in one place at one time? So I definitely think IUPUI is trying, but overall I just think it's an unsafe situation. And as I mentioned before, like the cleaning guidelines, those won't stick, that type of thing. And as we all said, like we're all in in in-person classes and we see that every day.
2: So Mm -hmm.
1: I definitely think that they're improving. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so kind of going off of what you guys were saying, some of my final thoughts are: um, I agree with you, Victor. It's something that you had to like be accountable for yourself but i also agree with janae where it might have been too soon to go back on campus mm-hmm. just because um you can ensure that you're taking the precautions to be safe but you don't know what other people are doing so that's one of those things like just because you like you know you're using the railing going down a staircase you don't know if someone literally just coughed into their hand and just you know slid down that railing mm-hmm. um so you could be doing everything to be safe but then you know something just sneaks up on you, and like COVID is tricky. So um, you could be doing everything to be safe, and it'll still sneak up on you. And you'll say, "I did everything right. What went wrong?" Well, coming back on campus is kind of most likely where it went wrong, because mm-hmm. you see people walking around campus and they're not wearing their mask properly. Um, and you know, not everyone is you know brave enough to go up to someone and tell them, "Hey, you're wearing your mask wrong." Um, and we've seen all over the internet people having terrible reactions to these things and nobody wants to be the next trending video. Um, But it's definitely one of those things where you can do everything you want to be accountable for yourself. But when you go out to a space that's public, like IUPY, there's just no guarantee.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, I agree with you guys. Um, I think it was too soon and, you know, we're already seeing other schools in the country see Uh, sharp increases in the number of COVID cases upon returning so I think we're already seeing that it was a bit too early Um, so at this point you know we're already on campus so again just stay safe everybody social distance as much as possible it saves lives Um, not only your own but other people's so yeah thank you guys for listening to the first hash it out episode of 2020 my name is victor
2: my name is deborah i'm janae
0: and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks